Hello, I'm Reverend Shannon Moore, and you're listening to the Simple Worship Podcast, recorded each week at University Christian Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Every Sunday at 9.30 a.m., we gather in the Chapel of the Good Shepherd to sing, take communion, and worship. If you'd like to join us, in person or virtually, please visit our website, universitychristian.org, for more details. So for the past couple of weeks, we've been in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 16. This is a pivotal moment in this Gospel. Jesus asked His disciples, Who do you say that I am? And Peter, uh, who's always the first to raise his hand with the answer, you know that kid, uh, says, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, which was the right answer. And Jesus said, Upon this belief, I'm going to build my church. And then he says this strange thing about what you bind on earth is bound in heaven. What you loose on earth is loosed in heaven so that our actions as a community of faith affects the heavenly realm. Interesting stuff. Then if you look to the next chapter, chapter 17, there's some really amazing stories that happen. There's this transfiguration story where Jesus takes Peter and Andrew and uh, John or Peter, James, and John up into the uh, a mountain. And Jesus is dazzling bright and white and like the sun shining. And Moses and Elijah appear. But we're not talking about that today. <laughs> and then after that, they come down the mountain. The other disciples are there trying to heal a demon, uh, trying to get a demon to come out of a boy. And Jesus steps in and saves the day. And we're not talking about that today either. And then in one of my very, very favorite Bible stories ever in the whole Bible, the temple authorities come up to Peter and accuse Jesus of not paying his temple taxes. Peter gets really defensive and says, yes, he does. And then he goes to tell Jesus, and Jesus is like, not a big deal, but if they're worried about it, go cast a line in the ocean, catch a fish, there'll be a coin in his mouth. Go pay the tax for you and me. What? I want to know where that fishing spot is. (laughs) We're not talking about that either. The lectionary is a prescribed set of texts that many churches use and so that many churches are on the same text every Sunday. So the lectionary this week skips to chapter 18, skips all of chapter 17, and even skips... The first half of chapter 18 where Jesus tells this great parable about you know, a shepherd having a hundred sheep and 99 are safe and one is lost and he goes out to find the one that's lost, leaving the 99 behind. Lots of good stuff to preach about in that sermon. But no, the lectionary takes us to verse 18 which is about sin and conflict. Hear these words of Jesus starting at verse 15 of chapter 18. If another member of the church sins against you, go out and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you're not listened to, take one or two others along with you so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of the two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, Tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. 
Truly I tell you, here it comes again, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. It's the end of the reading. First off, Jesus is speaking about something that hasn't happened yet. He's speaking about something that is to come. Matthew is the only gospel that uses the word church, and he only uses it on two occasions. Once is the story I mentioned earlier where Jesus said, upon this rock, upon this belief, I will build my church. And in this chapter, in the verses that I just read, so as a person raised in a faith community, the Jewish faith community, and also that son of the living God thing, Jesus knows about people and that where people are, there will be conflict, workplaces, schools, sports teams, audiences. Wherever people are, eventually there's going to be some conflict. And yes, even in the church, surprisingly, sometimes there is conflict. Um, I grew up in the church. I've seen some doozies of conflicts in my day. Um, none of these examples are from this church because I don't think we have any conflict here. Um, but um, in, some of the conflicts have been really silly, like, or I thought they were silly. Uh, carpet color. Big disagreement about carpet color. Uh, who gets to sing the solo in the Easter cantata? Um, who used the lawnmower without permission? Um, at one church I was at, somebody donated a gigantic, I mean gigantic, crushed velvet last supper to the church. And where are you going to put that? Um, who can use the tablecloths? I've got two good tablecloth stories. Ask me about them sometime. <laughs> and then at one church, that I, the last church that I served, I'll go ahead and tell it because I've told that a million times. One Easter, the communion preparation people came up to me and said, we're doing white pyramids and white lilies. It would it be okay if we use white grape juice for Easter Sunday? I said, I don't care, sure. No. <laughs> you can't use white grape juice. <laughs> It really upsets people. <laughs> um, but also, there, I've seen some more serious conflicts as well. I, mean, I got baptized when I was 10, joined the church that I had grown up in. And the very first business meeting that I attended as a member, as a child, um, they voted the preacher out. And it was really ugly. And I was so surprised to see these people that I had known and respected all my life speaking that way to each other. Um, budget issues, territory, music choice. These kind of things can explode in a church. And if they're not handled properly, it can tear a church apart. The other interesting thing about this text is that Jesus speaks with such clarity in this, in this text. Usually if somebody asks Jesus a question, he just says another question or tells a story you don't know what it means but he gives a step-by-step -step process of what to do for conflict step one if somebody a brother or sister another member 
sins against you, go talk to them. And if you feel heard, all's well. Step two, that doesn't work, take a couple of folks with you. Go talk to them. If you feel heard, all is well. That doesn't work. Talk to the whole church. Tell them what's going on. If the person hears that, good to go. But if not, the bond is broken. It says they're like a Gentile or a tax collector. Gentiles and tax collectors were outsiders. I will add, though, think about how Jesus treated Gentiles and tax collectors. So still part of God's family, still loved by God, not seen with contempt, but an important bond is not there anymore. It's kind of a tough pill to swallow. And also, this is not a... 100% 100% guaranteed uh, solution to conflict in the church. You could check off all those boxes in a variety of ways. You could have ill intent in your heart and check off those boxes, get rid of somebody you don't like. You could check off those boxes with apathy or detachment and get rid of somebody you don't want around. The completed list does not mean that the outcome is rooted in God's love. What is clear in this text is the importance of communication and the importance of community. The church, we call ourselves the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians, Paul says, you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. All of you has a part. Everybody has a part to play. He says, the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Each part of the body works together. And we and every faith community in the world, we are the body of Christ. And I think that's hard for us to wrap our minds around in this time of great individualism. We live in a society and a time where individualism and self is lifted up so high and praised so much. I think that's part natural part of being human. I remember when my sister was little, if you would try to help her do something, she would say, I do it all by my can. <laughs> that's sort of how we're geared. But when we proclaim that we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. When we take that belief, that name of Christ upon us, we become something new. We become something different. We become part of the body of Christ. I becomes we. And this outline for conflict resolution that Jesus gives us is dependent on mutual respect of each person's dignity as a valuable part of a larger whole. Recognizing also that how we behave affects what happens in heaven, 
What we loose and bind here is loosed and bound there. I don't even know what that means, except it sounds like a lot of responsibility. I think the most important part of this reading that we heard today comes at the end when Jesus promises when two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among you. When two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, He is there. He is there. He is here. And if we really believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that when we gather in His name, that He is here, He's here. How else can we treat each other except with respect and kindness and grace? I don't know how disconnected a person already would be from a community if they were spoken to individually and by a small group and by the whole church and were authentically and prayerfully, not judgmentally, sharing their concern and not be moved to hear that. And how disconnected from Christ would an individual or a small group or a church be if they singled out an innocent person that they just didn't want to be around and used Jesus' words to alienate them? It doesn't work that way. The respect for each other's place in the body has to exist in order for that communication to take place. And it's so hard. Most of us don't like conflict. It gives me hives. I hate it. We avoid it. We pretend it's not there. We are fake nice, falsely polite. And then it festers and it grows into resentment. But if we remember that the very presence of Jesus Christ is here among us when we are gathered in his name, then we can learn to face any conflict with grace and with his love. Thank you for listening to the Simple Worship Podcast. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at universitychristian.org. If you like this sermon, please share it with others. Thanks again, and have a blessed week.